This is the Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On the Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Okay. How are you? Very good. So where are you tonight? I am actually in a small village in Saxonia. This village is called Schöneck, and it's the headquarter of our company. This is already story enough. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. It's a very, very small village. I might say 10% of the population is employees of this company. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. That's cool. Yes. No, it, it's, it looks like. I believe it's not that much, but uh, somehow sometimes you get this impression because I work most likely in the capitals mm-hmm. in many different countries. And let's say this is not the capital. Right. <laughs> so it's somewhere where Fox and uh, Rabbit say goodnight to each other. We have a fairy tale about this. Cool. Very cool. We're talking with Falk Wolski. Is that how we, how we say your name? That is absolutely right. All That's right. What is your role at Innogate Tech? At Innogate Tech, I'm a chief innovation officer. Okay. Uh, GK Software, I'm a head of innovation. Both means actually the same. I look a little bit into the future and define strategies and digital products and so on. All right. So let's, for our listeners, you know, we're the edge of innovation, but how do you define innovation? And what is, when you go to work, when you wake up in, you know, sort of, it's a good time of year. We're, we're recording this in early January. And mm-hmm. what have you sort of said, okay, I've got to innovate this year. What does that look like to you? Well, there was already many questions in one. I might say I saw a wonderful um, chart from Andy Burkov. He's uh, very famous in AI. And he showed a chart, pie diagram, 90% was blue. And this is people who use stuff. Let's say 9% was uh, yellow. This is people who adopt stuff and increase or enrich stuff. And 1% of people actually create stuff. And that was very interesting. And if you ask what is innovation, it's most likely about the the thing to create. I'm Mm -hmm. very lucky I'm in IT. So actually I can, as I'm also a developer by myself, can create things out of nothing. I just go to my laptop and uh, I start to code. So actually I'm uh, sourced from the brain directly to a product. It is very interesting. So I might say the creation of things, the real creation, not only the combination or the adoption, this is the innovation point. When uh, things come together and you have a spark of ideas, say, ah, cool, this is something new, this is interesting, this is useful. Interesting. Okay, so do you think your innovation, or how would you characterize it, do you think it's mostly in the technology world? Uh, I might say yes. I'm, I cannot say I'm not a technologist. So I'm a really pure guy with technology in my brain, in, in what I like, what I follow. I'm not good in chemistry, for example. I will never make any big innovation in chemistry. What I do have, I have really multiple disciplines. I'm looking for energy. So I was in Africa and looking to innovate there how people can get solar energy because the current approach doesn't fit to the people itself. I'm here with IT in retail, for example. With Innogate, we are in IT for energy provider, one of the largest energy provider in Ukraine, actually. So this is completely mixed, and I'm reading about everything what is creeping around as technology, not only in IT. And some of the time, it's it's a combination of this. So I have not a limited field, but chemistry, mathematics, 
this is not for me. <laughs> right, <laughs> I will not right. innovate there. <laughs> but now here, when you say IT to a, a person in the United States, they think about the people who keep the networks running. And I think you're talking about IT as really the application of information technology to solve a problem. Yes, yes that is absolutely true. I can say by the combination of uh, technology, IT, programming, marketing and business model, I make digital products. That's absolutely right. Uh, it's not a simple app. Some of products is more complex because you have something in the database, something in the middleware, some servers flying around, some cloud and every this stuff to unite all this, make it synchronize, make it swing in harmony and build a product that actually people can use in the front end, simple as an app or a website. That is the magic. Right, right. So do you have an example that you can share with us? Not something that's confidential, obviously of where you have sort of gotten things to work together that wouldn't have been obvious otherwise? Mm, there was a very prominent example. It's already in the past. I was inventor of the first pen that vibrates when you make a mistake. It was so famous that you even had an, a serious uh, FM uh, he talking about. It was very funny. This was in the 1915, it seems to me, 1914, something like this. And there was multiple things coming together from the physical product, hardware, the design of a pen, where inside fits a computer, where on this computer fits enough software that the pen by itself, without any help, can detect what you write and then vibrate when you do mistake. So this was hmm. already very complex. I had uh, 20 people, very multidisciplinary, because you have a lot of you have machine learning, you have hardware design, sensors, you have word catalogs, you have user interface, everything, right? And this is when all comes together in a very small product. For the user, it was simple. Battery in, switching it on, and it was working. That's all. What did you learn through the life cycle of the evolution of that product that you didn't anticipate? I must say I anticipated almost everything. <laughs> really? Okay, so was, there wasn't any surprise? Like, did it do as well as you thought it would do? Actually, yes, yes. Okay. I was in the moment, it was a very funny story. We were sitting at home and my, my big son actually make homework, right? And he makes so much mistakes and he know how to do. He just was not focused. And my wife said, oh, now he could need a pen with electroshock, right? I said, come on, this is unfair, but actually vibrating would be cool. But in that moment, let's say in, in 20 minutes, it was 2012, October, I had a full idea how it will work. And that is innovation. When you already understand, yeah. it will be by motion sensors. It will be this, this, this. I can construct, okay, you have a lot of research later on. I cannot say I was understanding which library for natural mm -hmm. language processing I will use. This comes later, but that you will use some like this was already clear. Form factor was clear. Possibility was not clear. So the, the amazing fact is when you have then the prototype first time and actually do what you talked it will do. And even if people say it's not possible because these motion sensors was used on the scale of an airplane, now we pack them into a pen and everybody right. say impossible. Well, it was possible. And, but I believed in this pretty much from the beginning, I might say. Interesting. So was this a to help people learn to write better? Yes, that was multiple interesting things. The first is for children. When they come in the school and the teacher get them back the homework after some days with the red marks, what they all did wrong, this is a very bad trigger to learn things. Mm -hmm. But the pen immediately makes you aware, look twice, and you look twice and say, ah, yeah, 
true. I made a mistake here and that. This is a so-called positive learning, and people will, children will learn much faster and with much more fun to write. And when a pen can understand your handwriting in the moment you do it, we had also example with Excel and with Word, when you in real time see, when you write something on a paper, it appears in Word, and then you have a multiple scenarios from hospitals, doctors, production plants, everywhere where it's still handwriting needed and by regulatory, even by law, expected signature to understand is this your signature or not. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So there's a lot of cases what you can do with it and not only for children. Wow, that's cool. So how did you do it? Did you use vector analysis? Did you use scanners or how did you actually detect it? Ah, it was exactly the story from this moment when I talked about it. The first from the side of a product it was clear, battery in, switch on, and it must work. That means a lot of things you cannot do. Because if you need something else, it would not fit to the product. Mm-hmm. Most of the other people on the market, on the other products, they rely on some additional. Sometimes a small box you have to climb on the paper. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. Sometimes a surface where only you can write on this. I don't want it. Sometimes a special paper with a camera. I don't want it. I said it must work. Battery in, switch on, go. Sure. The only way to do was to use motion sensors, very fine-graded motion sensors. Now it gets complex. Mm -hmm. If you only have acceleration and rotation, you are blind. You have no idea where you are. You only know I move. And then you start very complex mathematical calculations. You collect information and you calculate how much I moved, how much I accelerate, how much I turn, and then you step-by-step calculate out of it what actually the tip of the pen does. The tip of the pen on the paper, if you have this, what it does as motion, then you can give this information to a handwriting recognition engine Mm -hmm. because they already live by two-dimensional data. But the magic is out of blindness only by rotation and acceleration to understand what the pen tip does this was the magic this was the thing that nobody before gone through and it was all six people working only on that to understand with every case and we had brilliant people and they they worked almost a year to achieve and we achieved it it was working uh, no matter where you can write upside down on the paper on, on table whatever sure it was no matter right it was very interesting we even had small video writing in the air because it's also motion sure you have big letters but in general it's the same So you had this, you're sitting at a home and your wife is saying, you know, can't we make an electroshock pen and you have an epiphany. What made you think that you could do this? What leading up to that point said, I have the nerve to be able to say, this mm. this is real. This is something I can try. I would say similar on Innogate or in the in the position that I do now for GK, it's very similar. I have first long time history when I was developing a lot of stuff by myself, hands on. I know database, I know web development, I know a little bit of Java development, any kind. I mm-hmm. did a lot of career. So you have already a gut feeling, a rough gut feeling. The second is I'm by nature 
unbelievable curious for everything what is in tech. I'm, I'm following quite clear what is the development in the machine learning. I'm following what is the development in the flying taxi. Mm-hmm. I'm following what is the development in solar panels collecting sun and producing water. It's endless. This curiosity leads you to swallowing the information what is existing. Some of the time, an innovation appears also by combining things clever and say, ah, if I took this and this and merge it, then it's actually possible. And uh, I did before a project about IoT. Actually, I was inventing another thing, but it's more to smile. It was the first coffee machine that could send tweets and they could also receive tweets. So you can control your coffee machine via Twitter. Okay. It, it sounds a little bit to smile, but actually for brand and for field service, it's a pretty cool thing. And from that time, I had already a good experience in IoT and small computers and how to program it and what is the problem or not, what is possible or not. And so this large curiosity for almost everything what is in tech, that helps a lot. Yes, absolutely. Now you would, I'm asking, would you agree that most people who would approach that problem of saying, I want a pen, that when somebody makes a mistake, notifies them of that, they wouldn't know where to start, let alone to think it was possible? I would agree on some people, they believe it's not possible. Mm-hmm. We have people surrounding this, they have maybe not a clue. They don't know IoT stuff. They don't know to program. They will say, I don't know. Most people will start somewhere and uh, combining things. And there's a second component in innovation. Only combining what is there not always leads you to something. Mm-hmm. Most of the competitors actually start by camera. Because it's existing already, it proves it's possible. And then you will start constructing your product around this. But I go from the different perspective. I said, what is the optimal product and how can I reach there? So I challenge the current state mm-hmm. and change it and say, no, I need a different way. Right. This is exactly what I do now. I have a huge uh, software project. And I say to everybody, guys, we don't work like everybody work. Because if you do it, we actually stand in the last part of the line like everybody do. And we will also develop 10 years. This time we don't have. We need to be somehow different. I challenge the state also, not reinventing everything, but I ask twice, is this what is existing the right way or there is maybe shortcuts Mm -hmm. or something what we should revolutionize here? And this was in the pen exactly the same. I said, we will do it with motion tracking, with Mm -hmm. this motion sensors. Everybody was saying, no way, no possible. I say, I no, I have a feeling, I have a gut feeling, it will work. I was just researching a little bit about the resolution that these sensors already have. Is this fine enough or not? And roughly I could guess, I said, it must be possible. But this was part of it. And most people, also by my experience, they will say, yes, it's for sure possible. And then they start to construct a product around the technology they have. This is maybe a small thing. What is the real innovation is not to do this. You, you just say, okay, what do we have? Let's, let's build something. Well, excellent. We've been talking with Falk Wolski. He's the Chief Innovation Officer with Innovate Tech. And we've had a great talk about innovation. And there'll be a lot of links in the show notes to both his company and some of the things we've talked about. Well, thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, good to talk to you too. The Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Savior Labs at SaviorLabs.com.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at pdparisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash pdparisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.